Hey there, it's Isaac from Powered by Rock here. Bring Emily Dolan Davis into the spotlight for a few minutes and make her sweat with some on-the-spot questions. Welcome, Emily. Are you ready to be put in the spotlight? I am. I'm terrified and I'm really excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did give you a sneak peek at one of the questions. We'll come to that in just a second. But my first question is, who would be an active musical act that you would really like to collaborate collaborate with or drum for and maybe possibly even tour for right now? I, I always have pretty much the same answer that I've had since I was 11 years old, and that would be Radiohead. I okay. love Radiohead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just, I grew up listening to them. I love them. But in saying that, sorry, I'm going to try and keep these short, but what I will say is that if I played with Radiohead, they wouldn't be Radiohead, because the thing about Radiohead is the fact that it's them as Radiohead, if that makes yeah. sense. So, yeah, I think I'd like to play as their current drummer, like in their body and just enjoy it. It would be amazing. <laughs> like do a, a trading places or body swap or something exactly, like that. Exactly. Like freaky Friday. I want yeah. a freaky Friday with Phil Selway. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I've been a huge fan of Radiohead since I think the first time I ever heard creep on the radio and that was like 1994 or something like that. So, yeah. um, you know, Paula honey, okay. Computer, the Benz, all those were like some of my favorite. And then everything after that's still good. It's just, hard to keep up with them sometimes because they put out so much music i know it's so funny and usually you know bands for me at least you know i'll be really into their early stuff but then later on i'm like eh, well whatever but actually their new stuff is just as good it's different yeah. but it's like i just i love the darkness of it it just yeah. like i don't know it gets me i don't I, it's just i, I think they embody the soul crushing spirit of the english working class within music very well <laughs> a very nice way with words and i have to agree with you once again i yeah absolutely yeah. couldn't have put it better myself <laughs> awesome all right this one it might be part of the the same answer i don't know but have you ever had a dream that you wish was really happening and if so can you tell us what it was about so you asked this and I, I was like oh my gosh i can't think of a single dream that i've ever had um yeah. Do you know what? Most of mine, even when they've been that sort of dream, like, oh, I wish that could have happened. I, I The last one I remember having that I was like, at the time I was excited and then it started happening and I was terrified was I think it was with the Foo Fighters. And I feel like Taylor was there for some reason, but he wasn't playing and they asked me to play. And I was like, that's fine. And then inevitably I get on stage and the drum kit starts falling apart. And it's just <laughs> like, oh my God, I don't know any of their songs. And they haven't even sent me the set, the set list. And what am I going to do? So it's not somewhere I wanted to be. I did initially, but by the end of it, I was like, thank goodness that didn't happen. Oh my gosh. So yes, I have mainly stress dreams. So <laughs> that's yeah. the top and bottom of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's some pressure that you put on yourself, obviously, because you know, if I, if, if I were in the same room in a dream, like say we were in the same dream together and they're yes. like, Hey, you know, we brought you guys both in here to drum for the food fighters. I'd be like, there's no, no chance. I can't do that. <laughs> and you'd be like, let me give it a shot. And I'd be like, Hey, you gave it a shot. But at least the, you know, I would have probably gone up there first and the drum set would have fallen apart. Cause I would have been like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, is this how you play drums? I can't even remember now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we are having the same dream, but in a slightly different way. But yeah, same result, basically. Just epic fail. Epic fail, yeah. major embarrassment. So yeah, that's not a dream I want to happen, but it's the closest thing to a dream that I'd want to happen, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, let's go to number three. So if you could tell kids looking to get into music as a potential career, a great piece of advice, what would it be? 
I would say, first of all, just find the thing that gets you. Just explore as many different genres of music that you can, different styles. Um, start playing with other people as well. That, I think, is one of the most important things when you're starting out. Just play with lots of different people, try some stuff out, and just see what really resonates with you, because yeah. not everything will, and that's okay, because this is the thing. I think people are so drummed into them that they have to play everything and perfectly and amazingly. But actually, no, just the things that really get your soul. Like there's some drummers that I listen to that I will watch or listen and I'll just go, great, that's amazing. But then there's other drummers who will literally just play and get and get. And I'm like, my heart, yeah. I'm going to die. This is the best thing I've ever heard yeah. in my life. So find that thing that makes you like that, that passion and follow that and just be true to that because it will lead you to some places you probably didn't even know you could go. <laughs> Yeah. And I think another part of that is, you know, don't letting, don't let people get in your head about what you should and shouldn't do to follow that. Right. Like just do it like until you absolutely can't do it anymore or until you make it. Cause that's yeah. when you're going to know if it's for you or not. We, I a hundred percent agree. And, and piggybacking off of that, people often have the right intentions for you, but often when people give advice, that's very like uh, restrictive, it's usually their own fears that they're telling yeah. you rather than what you should be doing. And it breaks my heart when I hear kids that have ha been told, you can't do that. You know, you can't play with that artist. You can't do that music. And I'm like, oh man, you can do anything you want. Please yeah. don't let this person, yes, you might love them. They might be a family member, but don't let them put that restraint on you because if you don't believe you can do it, you won't. It's as simple as that. You've got to believe that everything is possible exactly. and your life will be so much more enriched by having that way of thinking anyway. So everything is possible. Just find your passion. Yeah. And one thing I'll even just kind of slide in there as a little, maybe a key to unlock for people's brain is the, the music community is a lot smaller than you think in the sense that if you get in with like one person who's been doing a little bit of touring, they probably know a person who's done a little bit more touring and a little bit more touring. And then that person knows, and you just kind of st start getting slotted in with people who have this experience that you've wanted your whole life. And all you had to do is take that first step of working with somebody who had that kind of experience. And then from there on, you, you're not, it's not like you're set, you have to work hard, but you have that now connection to keep going because you know, when, when people are, when you're surrounded by people who aren't in that industry or have no idea how it works. Yeah. Of course you have no, like, I didn't know anybody in, in, I had a punk band in high school. I didn't know anybody. We weren't going anywhere because nobody was helping us and we weren't really playing with anybody who had any, you know, kind of help, but we were also in the middle of nowhere. We we're in North Dakota. Like there's not a lot of punk scene there. I was like, yeah. we're just playing because we love it. And I, then I went to college and then I, you know, did all, everything else, but never stop playing music. Um, but if that was really my true, like, Hey, you know, I have to do this. Like, this is what I wanted. I would have done it regardless, but I was always kind of torn. I was like, I kind of want to be a lawyer, but I also want to be a rock star. So is that weird? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really and know. They would be a lawyer for the musicians. Then you're yeah. nailing it. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's funny how the world works because, you know, I, now I'm doing a podcast where I get to interview people from around the world. And I even have friends from high school going, how do you talk to these people? How do you get in contact with them? I'm like, you never know who you can find if you just start talking to people. And once you start getting connected, then you can get more interconnected. And then you don't look like such a schmuck when you reach out to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're so right. You're so yeah. right. As they say, it's, it's who you know. And that is an old adage, but it, there is a lot of truth to it. It really yeah. is. You just need yeah. to get out there and just, like you say, just meet as many people as you can and, and make friends. Be nice as well like you were saying earlier be nice this is a small industry <laughs> yeah, exactly you're gonna burn a lot of bridges if you don't treat people well 
Yeah, All right. So question <laughs> number four. Now, I feel like I, I, I know that the answer is yes, but I want to hear a little bit more about it. But have you ever played a concert where you felt you almost had an out of body experience? Oh, my gosh. The, OK, the last song that I just played on The Voice Kids, I literally was I I have it was the weirdest thing. It was, Yeah. Like you say, out of body experience. So uh, I can't tell you what we were playing, but we started doing the intro and the drums didn't come in straight away. But I don't know what it was. It was it was probably a combination of the setting. It was the fact it was the last song after a run of like 30 songs and the lighting and everything. And, and, and everything was just just so <laughs> it sounds yeah. really bizarre, probably, if you haven't experienced this. But anyway, we started playing this song and I just was in it. You know, I was just right. It, I, I have this thing where I like to try and truly get inside of a song. I like my mind to be focused on an experience that I might have had in my life that I can relate to the lyrics or, you know, just something to latch onto that isn't just about playing the drums. It's about embodying that song. And I just hit it right. You know, when you just hit it right. And I, I, I went to go hit this first note and it was like, it was like the whole, yeah, world just opened up in this moment. And it, and it, it was almost like, I don't remember anything about it, but I remember everything about it at the yeah. same time. <laughs> um, and it just, it's when you're just it, like like we were saying before, it's just you're in synergy, not just with the band, but just the whole environment just was yeah. one. It was it was amazing. And, yeah. and it, it it makes it sound like that happens all the time. It doesn't happen all the time, but it's yeah. really weird that you asked that because literally it happened four days ago and I was quite taken aback by it because I wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was quite overwhelming in an amazing way. So yes, is the short answer. <laughs> See, I can read your mind. That's how much research I've done. I knew that I should ask that question. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And this one will be a little bit more simple. Won't, won't cause you too much uh, stress, I don't think. But who would you say are your favorite top three drummers of all time? You said you said this wouldn't be a stressful one. This is the most stressful question ever because top three really. You don't have to say like who's the most technically talented or anything. Just who would you pick if you were like, I want to play with this guy or if I want to hear this guy. These are your top three. Okay, top three drummers. Uh, top three is hard, but I'll just give you the first three that come to my brain because there's probably more like a top ten, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. Levon Helm from the band is one of my favorite all-time drummers. His feel yep. is just unreal. Uh, the fact that he sings as well is like amazing. I just, there's something about the way that he plays. You know, he is not technically the most brilliant drummer. He He's a bit floppy, but his feel is amazing. Yeah, so I love too. him. That whole band is incredible. I mean, oh, did you watch the last waltz with uh, the Martin Scorsese movie? Freaking the amazing. last waltz just Probably my favorite my documentary of all time. Absolutely, hundred percent agree with you. Unbelievable, just everything about that film. To, like I'd been listening to the band a bit, and I was like, oh, I really like this. And then I saw the last waltz, and I was like, Oh my god, I'm desperately in love with this band and with <laughs> Levon Helm and the whole of that gig and the performances. And I, I is this is I, I don't think I've ever said this before, but I'm telling you, so here we go. I have not watched the last waltz since Levon Helm passed away because I cannot bring myself to because it just makes me want to cry because it's yeah. just it's the most beautiful thing ever. But the fact that he's not with us anymore just breaks my heart a little bit. So yeah. Um, so yeah, Levon Helm. Uh, let's go for El Palmer, who okay. is just incredible so i was introduced to him on an album that he did with david axelrod uh, called songs of innocence and there's a particular song called holy thursday it is 
it's a masterpiece in kind of that way of playing it's kind of it's quite orchestral but yeah. it's it's oh, it's it's just beautiful it's just beautiful and he's got the most amazing touch and feel and it's yeah. just i just adore him um a bit of so, a beethoven of the drums in, in that sense kind of yeah like that's a really yeah that's kind of a good comparison um and then let's go for james gadson okay james gadson i adore obviously his feel is just oh, now i'm thinking of al jackson jr as well who i kind of put in that same category because they're kind of from the same sort of like time for me at least uh who used to play with al green but yeah uh so um james gadson used to play with bill withers and it's not just his feel it's the fact that when he plays he has the biggest grin on his face yeah. and you just feel that love of music and and drums and and it just comes out of him it beams out of him and i just i just he just it's just yeah. <laughs> but yeah like i say there's probably another like 10 drummers i could reel off but i won't i will be very good and those are my three and it's funny because i think it, you know um when you think about british rock music it, it's it's so funny because it, it's it comes out of like American R&B more often than it comes from American rock music, which is 100%. insane. And like, that's what the Beatles and the Stones were trying to do. They're trying to do an American R&B slash jazz sound. And yep. then they came out with this like pop rock sound. And it was like, how did that come out of that? But at the same time, it's, it's, it's so closely related when you look at the elements of it, then you just layer on the lyrics that are completely different. And then you got this new sound. And it's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, that American R&B sound is it, it does have that soulful feeling that I think a lot of people either overlook completely or completely fall in love with. Mm. Yeah. I completely agree. And, and I think you're right. If you go back and look at all the influences of, well, everyone, really, you just go back and back and back and it, it does all come to that sort of stuff. And it's just that's what I love about music. I love the fact that all these influences sort of come together and they create these new things that are just yeah. like, like you say, if you didn't know, you'd think it was completely new, but you look back and it's just incredible. I used to be really obsessed with reading biographies, especially of drummers to see who their influences were because yeah. I was so obsessed with their drum sounds. Like, well, I have to know who influenced them. So yeah. then I'd well, go, just back go all the way then... back and then be like, buddy, rich. Okay. Then start there. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think and I think there's great value, actually, in going back and understanding what influenced what just to get that foundation. I'm all about having depth of playing. It's not yeah. about how many notes quickly can you play on the top? It's like how how deep is your playing? How much yeah. of your soul is in that playing in every note that you hit? That is the thing that gets me. Like I say, someone playing something very simply will literally be like a dagger through my heart, like I can't breathe if there's that depth to it. And that yeah. only comes from knowledge and, and experience and, and yeah, just, just soul, I suppose. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, that was it. That was a spotlight. So I want to thank you for stepping into it and uh, answering these hot seat questions. Guys, make sure to go to the show notes below this episode to check out anything that Emily's involved with. Uh, obviously, we had a full interview as well. You can go check that out. Um, so just check out the show notes below to find out more about Emily and all the things that she's doing. Uh, thank you so much for stepping in the spotlight, and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much, Isaac. All right. Take care, guys. Rock on. <laughs>